Welcome to Viking 360, episode 127. Mike Rubin, joined by my friend Brian Johnson. Brian, good to be back with you again. Rube, it's good to be here. A week off, but now back at it. Well, let's talk some spring sports, beginning with softball. The Lady Vikings uh, wrapped up their regular season. They have a record of 10 wins, 11 losses, but they have a four-game winning streak, and the two most recent losses were to very challenging pitchers uh, from Wahama and from Sissonville. Yeah, Rube, I think you mentioned it to me. Uh, when you look at what Coach Ken Swisher's teams do over the years, they always seem to get better this time of year, and that's exactly what's happening this year. The the ladies' team really rounding into form. Uh, the pitching's been outstanding. The hitting uh, has really never dropped off from last year. And, uh, you know, I think they're poised to make a run in the postseason. And you mentioned uh, Coach Ken Swisher. He had a big week. He did, Rube. Uh, congratulations to him. 17-year career. He had win number 300. He has since tacked on another one since uh, that night. But uh, what a fantastic career he's had. And, you know, it was neat when they let him know that. He seemed a little shocked, like he was unaware that that was actually his 300th win. So a really nice moment at Lady Viking Park. And the uh, the pitching staff uh, seems, to be, seems to be gelling. Uh, for the Lady Vikings, led by uh, Sydney Varney. Yeah, Sydney uh, Rube, uh, she's had two really good outings consecutively, and uh, she's rounding into that ace that they need to make a run uh, in sectional play and then into regional play. And then also, Maddie Parsons has been fantastic coming in as a closer. So uh, things really looking up for that pitching staff for the Lady Vikings. And, and still talking about softball, I would be remiss if I did not mention the Ripley High graduate, uh, Mandy Sansbury, she's the head coach down at the University of Mount Olive in North Carolina, and that team had a record of 39-11 and 11 during the uh, regular season and won their conference championship. Rube, uh, she just continues to do a great job, and uh, obviously uh, someone who is very accomplished as a player but then also as a coach, that's not an easy thing to do. All right, now, let's, Brian, let's uh, move on to baseball. The Vikings uh, have a record of 11 wins, 8 losses, but they have won 5 of their last 6 games. Yeah, much like the, the ladies softball team, Rube, baseball really rounding into form as well. And, you know, a lot of that revolves around pitching. Uh, they have been a pitching staff by committee all season long, but, uh, you know, they've been great when you look at uh, – the way that they use these guys, they kind of keep them on a pitch count so so that they stay fresh and are able to use them throughout the weeks. But, uh, you know, as a whole, Rube, they've been outstanding, and I think that's been a big difference as to why they've started winning games. And a big game coming up this evening in terms of uh, sectional tournament uh, seedings as the Vikings will take on the Parkersburg High Big Reds. And then uh, tomorrow at noon, they travel down to Charleston and will take on the Capital Cougars. Friday night, a big game. Parkersburg is going to come to town seeking revenge after the Vikings knocked them off up there in early April, uh, a 5-3 to three victory in which uh, Isaiah Casto had a big night. So, uh, you know, I think uh, this weekend's huge. they got six games left counting uh, tonight's game, and, and I think they can really garner a lot of momentum. And I had a conversation uh, with Viking outfitter slash pitcher uh, Isaiah Casto, and uh, he did make a major contribution uh, down at Point Pleasant uh, on Thursday evening. I also talked with Jerry Howery, and he was one of four new inductees into the Viking Baseball Hall of Fame, along with Ken Swisher, who we've already talked about, J.R. Parsons, and Nathan Swisher. 
And Rube, uh, w- when we uh, look at what else is going on track and field, what a uh, another great season they're having. They have a meet tonight uh, at Laidley Field, which would be Friday, and then next Friday would be the Viking Invitational. I know you had a conversation with a couple of members of that team. Yes, I talked with Opal Huffman on the Lady Viking team. Uh, she had a, a big day uh, down at Hurricane winning a one individual event and was on two winning relay uh, teams. And also uh, Viking junior Frankie Winter. He broke the uh, Ripley High School discus, discus record. It was set back in 1973 by Mike Scarberry. And uh, Frankie is also uh, he's on the verge of setting the school shot put record. And that was, held, was uh, set by Tim Merritt back in 1978. Really neat accomplishment. Anytime a record stands that long, Rube, uh, and someone's able to, to break that record, you know all parties involved are excited about that. And um, tennis is also getting ready for the postseason, and I know you had an interview with that sport. Yeah, really interesting guy, Cole Neal. You and I have talked about him off air. Uh, he has a lot of interest. He's a well-rounded young man. And, you know, Rube, what he's really focused on right now is graduating number one, which he's going to do that with ease. Uh, he's excited about that. But he's also very excited about making a run at a possible uh, spot in the state tournament regionals next week for him. So best of luck. All right, let's get started with episode 127. It was a school record for Ripley High School track and field that had stood for just shy of half a century. Mike Scarberry set the discus record in 1973, but it was broken last Saturday by Viking Junior Frankie Winter. We're talking here with a new record holder with Ripley High School Track and Field. Congratulations uh, on setting the new mark. Uh, just tell me, on Saturday, did you just uh, were you just feeling it that day, or what was the situation for you? So, I broke the record in finals on my fifth throw, and it was 145.2, but I misheard, and I thought it was 142.5, so I thought it was two inches off the record. So then on my last throw, I threw a 144.5, and I thought that was a new record. I didn't know until after the meet that I broke it on my fifth throw. So I was kind of mad at first that I was so close. I thought I was so close and didn't get it. And Frankie, uh, we were talking, uh, that is the oldest record on the board, set back in 1973, and you were telling me that you were born in what year? 2004. 2004. (laughs) So, and you're also telling me that you're, uh, while you set one record, you're also uh, right on the edge of uh, breaking another mark. Uh, Tell me about that. How close are you to the other record? Yeah, the shopper record, my PR to meet is 49.9, but I had two big throws that I just couldn't stay in the ring that were over 52. They were about 55 is what they measured them at. So you are a junior this year, so realistically, what do you what do you feel like you're capable of in those two throwing events? I, it's hard to say a limit on it, but I really like the sport. I want to put a lot more into it, but... I'm hoping to re-break my own record at the end of my senior year and put, get it up to 175 and get shot up to 60. That would be awesome. Frankie, yeah. congratulations on, on setting the new record and getting close to, uh, to setting another one. Good job. All right, thank you. The Lady Viking track and field team continues to be a solid placer in the various meets. That was the case again on Saturday at Hurricane. 
One reason why was three first-place finishes by sophomore Opal Huffman, as we hear in this interview with Mike Rubin. Opal, you had a big meet at uh, Hurricane on Saturday. Uh, we're uh, either one, one event on your own and part of two uh, relay events. Tell me about the day that you had down at Hurricane. Um, it was hot. It was fun. It was exciting. And uh, in the 400 meters, tell me what happened there. Describe it. Well, it was not as I expected, not gonna lie. I just went out there and ran and did my own thing. Was there anybody very close to you at the end on that one? There were some people that were catching up behind me. They did really good. But I just, I just did my own thing and I just ran my own race. Okay, and you didn't run your own race, but you ran with three other runners in two relay events and won both of those two. Tell us uh, which relays uh, event you were in and uh, who were you running with in those events? Um, I did the 4x4 and 4x8, and in the 4x4 was Ellie Hossefluke, um, Emily Ball, Aubrey Cox, and me. And in the 4x8 was Ellie Hossefluke, um, Tori Fisher, Haley McCune, and myself. Now we're getting pretty close to regional time. How do you think these, the, these teams are shaping up for the relays? Do you have a shot uh, when it comes to regional competition? What's the situation there? Yeah, I believe that we can, we can have a good shot. For regionals. It it's just hit or miss for everything. With spring sports widening down, Viking senior Cole Neal wants to be the first member of the Viking Boys tennis team to make the state tournament in four years when Caleb Bailey accomplished that feat back in 2018. You're on your way to South Charleston for your last regular season match uh, tennis of your senior season. Uh, things have really gone by pretty quickly, haven't they? They really have. Honestly, I feel like I just started this year. Tell me your emotions, man, as you're headed that way. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you have regionals beginning next week. Um, I know, obviously, you're focused on making sure you win this afternoon or doing your best to get a win. Uh, but tell me where you are emotionally, uh, or have you let yourself kind of go there yet? Well, I, I don't know. I haven't really let myself get there yet because I'm – I, don't know. I just don't focus on that stuff. You're you're uh you're involved in a lot though, man. I mean, when uh, I know Rubes interviewed you a couple of times, and you're a member of a lot of extracurricular activities at Ripley High School. How do you juggle all of it? Uh, how do you keep it all <laughs> where you're still successful at everything that you do? It's amazing. Uh, I juggle it just by taking everything one one at a time. One at a time. That's the easiest way for me to do it. So doing in doing so, uh, when you're uh, in a tennis match, is that kind of how you focus uh, when you're in that match? One serve at a time, one return at a time. Uh, you know, uh, tell me uh, what your favorite aspect of that is, and kind of how you approach a match. And that really is how I approach a match. I just take it one at a time. First the serve, then the return, and then I, you know, it's just, there's no need to worry about what's coming on later because you got to worry about what's going on right now. Simple game, right? You just keep everything in front of you. Exactly. So tell me about, uh, you know, next week, man. Regionals begin. Uh, they, obviously, the goal is to make it into the state tournament. What would that mean for you, and what would you have to do to get there? Well, for me to get into the state tournament, I would have to beat one person as the first seed. I mean, that's about it. And for me to get there, that'd be pretty awesome. Be an exciting, that'd be an exciting way to end your senior season, right? It would be very nice to go to States. I don't know when the last time a Ripley Boys kid went to States. I think, I think it's been. I think Coach, 
Yeah, I think Coach uh, Hunt said it's been several years since that's happened. So tell me, uh, you know, about yourself. Uh, you know, graduation's creeping up, man. Uh, you're going to be walking across that stage, uh, receiving that diploma in the blue and white. Uh, and uh, what's next for you? Well, honestly, I can't graduate soon enough. If I graduate 10 days ago, <laughs> I would gladly have done. Um, next for me is just getting into college, like starting up with that. I really want to hurry up and do that. Just kind of get going. What are you going to do when you get there? Um, I'll probably end up doing a lot of studying school because grades are always going to be first and then anything else will be second. What, uh, what are you going to focus on? What do, you, do you have any idea what you want to major in yet? Or, uh, you know, what exactly uh, are you thinking your future holds? Uh, for my major, I'm going to get my BSN so that I can work in the hospital. And just for my future, I'm just going to keep on going with that get as far as I can. Well, Cole, thanks for the time, man. Best of luck to you this afternoon, and hopefully next week uh, you make your uh, make a run and get yourself into the state tournament. All righty. Thank you. Ripley's Baseball Hall of Fame gained four new inductees on Saturday. This year's class is comprised of Ken Swisher with the class of 1969, Nathan Swisher with the class of 1994, J.R. Parsons with the class of 1997, and this man, Jerry Howery, who was the class of 1980. We're talking with Jerry Howery, who graduated from Ripley High with the class of 1980. Jerry was among four new inductees in the Viking Baseball Hall of Fame on Saturday. Uh, Jerry was inducted along with uh, Ken Swisher, who is currently the softball coach at Ripley High, J.R. Parsons, who played on the 1997 uh, state championship team, and Nathan Swisher, who was a center fielder uh, back in the 90s. And Jerry, congratulations on being inducted into the Hall. Thank you, Mike. Well, tell me, um, it seems like the era in which you were playing, late 70s, early 80s, that was when uh, Ripley baseball was really uh, starting to come into its own and was winning uh, sectional and regional titles on a fairly regular basis. Yes, uh, we, we had a lot of really good uh, ball players, and uh, I think you know, it starts in the little league, a lot of, a lot of good coaches, Hoy Casto, Pete Jordan, guys like that. And plus, you know, our parents, but um, it was it was hard to actually get in the, get in the lineup at Ripley because we, we kind of had loaded teams there uh, through my time. And uh, you had a, a strong career there at Ripley, but it seemed like you really came on strong during that senior season of, of 1980. Uh, yes, you know, we, we had had a, a really strong team the year before uh, with Spoke Parsons and Rick Lathy, Rick Thacker, guys like that. And my class was really strong and really got an opportunity to play every day as a senior. And just uh, things just kind of fell for me. We had we had six six seniors in our starting lineup and two juniors, so we were an older team, and uh, we were we were primed to win. We had we had good pitching. Uh, Robbie Pinnell and Steve Mullins, the leading the way on our staff, and yeah, it was everything just kind of fell into place that we were set up to have a really good year and you know, ended up in the state tournament. That's exactly right. Robbie Pinnell is another uh, inductee into the Hall of Fame, and he went on to pitch at Marshall. And Steve Mullins, uh, he was on the team with you at uh, Fairmont State. What was that like uh, playing for the Falcons uh, during that era? 
Um, it was fun. You had to have Steve there, someone I knew uh, right off the bat. Uh, our team wasn't very good as freshmen. Uh, we, Steve and I were going to play a lot right off the bat uh, at Fairmont. He was uh, in the regular rotation and caught a lot and pitched on him. And, uh, but our sophomore year, we were in the conference playoffs with a mostly sophomore team. So it, it really had progressed. Larry Hill was our coach there and had did a really good job bringing in a lot of younger younger players and younger talent. And, and, it, and we had a lot of fun. It was really, really good to play with Steve in high school and in college. And, and Jerry, you went into the hall this year along with Nathan, Nathan Swisher, and of course his father, Raymond Swisher, was your coach. Tell me what it was like to play baseball uh, for Ray Swisher, who of course uh, was an icon. Uh, the field is named after him there at Ripley High. Yeah, we had a lot of fun time for Coach Swisher. I mean, he, he expected you to perform on the field, and uh, we, he was willing to put the time in with us. Uh, a lot of extra hitting whenever we could in the off season, things like that. And, and you kind of knew when you come up and you try out as a freshman. I, I remember watching him uh, work with the seniors, like to, just taking infield practice in the gym. And boy, as a, as a young freshman, you think, well, I don't know if I can handle what he's <laughs> this like the, the little Mike Casto. And, uh, but, uh, but he prepared you to play. And uh, I think that was probably the biggest thing. We were always prepared and ready to play. And uh, baseball was a, a pretty big factor in the Howry household. I know that your <laughs> older brother, Kenny, uh, was a Viking standout. And then, of course, Gene and Darren went on to play after you. But uh, I guess it's pretty neat having four brothers that were part of the same program. Uh, yes, uh, we kind of had our, about a half a team ourselves. Uh, and my, all my brothers, Kenny, Gene, and Darren were all really good players at Ripley. And uh, I guess growing up, my dad had been a good player. My mom was <laughs> my mom. She had a mean knuckleball. She would work with us. <laughs> but my, um, my mom actually had a brother that played minor league professional baseball. And um, but um, yeah, it's kind of following two older brothers' footsteps. Uh, to play at Ripley was, it, you know, it's, it's an honor as much as anything. And, you know, my younger brother played and played uh, for, pitched a lot of ball for Ripley. Well, uh, Jerry, uh, I, I appreciate your time and congratulations on uh, being inducted into the Viking Baseball Hall of Fame. Well, thank you very much. It's an honor and it's, it's nice to be recognized. And uh, thanks to, you know, to the school and uh, Frankie Cummings and Shane Castro and the baseball uh, or, you know, just the, the whole organization Ripley, it's top notch and uh, uh, proud to be a part of it. Mountaintop Media is the official live stream provider of Ripley High School Athletics. Mountaintop Media offers a variety of services, including logo design, photography, videography, audiovisual setup, consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more. Ripley Jr. Isaiah Casto is coming on strong with Viking baseball team. He has always been a good defensive outfielder, but his numbers are improving at the plate 
and he's worked his way into the pitching staff. We're talking with Isaiah Casto on the podcast. Uh, Ripley picked up a win on Thursday uh, down at Point Pleasant, and uh, Isaiah played a big part in that, uh, both on the pitching mound and at the plate as well. Congratulations, Isaiah. Thank you, sir. Well, let's, let's first let's talk about pitching. It seems like as the season has progressed, you have uh, become more and more involved with the uh, Viking pitching staff. Yes, yeah, sir. This year is really my first year like being a pitcher. Coach Cummings and Coach Castro have done a great job of getting me into the rotation and believing in me and helping me get my curveball and changeup and fastball. It's really all thanks goes to them for taking the time to help me out. And uh, normally you play... Uh center field and you're known for the uh, tremendous territory that you can roam uh, out there in center field because you have you uh, the good lord blessed you with a lot of speed yes sir and speaking of speed one of the weapons that you have offensively isaiah is the ability to lay down a bunt tell me about the the thought process that goes in in your mind uh, when you're going to lay one down well, every time I step up and get in the box, I look at Coach Castro and he gives me a little shoulder shrug, so that really gives me the go-ahead. And He told me I have the green light anytime I feel like I can get one down. So, again, thanks to him for having that trust in me to get the bun down and beat it out. And, and you've been doing that uh, uh, quite regularly, it seems like. But also, I've yep. noticed that in the last uh, week or so of the season, uh, you've been hitting a few ropes up there uh, at the plate as well. Yes, sir. Um, at practice, the coaches have really helped me change my swing and evolve into a more like more confident hitter at the plate. They um, they've allowed me to um, just find my swing and help me get into that groove. Well, Isaiah, you contribute to this team in so many ways, uh, both offensively and defensively. So uh, uh, keep up the good work, my friend. Yep. Thank you, sir. This junior has developed into the pitching ace for Lady Vikings softball. Here's Brian Johnson's conversation with Sidney Varney. You just pitched maybe one of the games of your career here tonight. Uh, got a victory over Parkersburg South, a three-hit shutout in a game that gave you home field advantage through the sectional uh, tournament. You have to be excited about the way you performed tonight. Mm-hmm. I am very excited, and I'm really glad that we won. You're more concerned about winning than you are your stat line but it was an impressive stat line you only had one walk tonight you fell behind in a few of the counts but you did such a good job Sydney battling uh, from a 3-0 a 3-1 count to still retire those batters what's going through your mind when you get in that situation I don't care if I'm throwing it right down the middle or inside I'm throwing it to where that they hit a ground ball for you uh, you know you're going to be leaned on to pitch a lot feel like you kind of embrace that pressure and you're someone who just enjoys that moment and gets to, to help your team. I know it's for you it's not about stats and all that, but you feel like you're really contributing when you're out there on the mound and helping your team win games. Mm-hmm. Tell me at the plate, you've started swinging well at the plate as well here later in the season. Uh, tell me what your mindset is there. Is, is the confidence on the mound helping that grow at the plate as well? Yeah. What is it about this team starting to come together? You've won two in a row. Uh, you had a win at Parker or at Point Pleasant rather on Saturday. 
a close loss against Wahama down there on Saturday as well. And then you come back and get a, a convincing victory over a pretty good Parkersburg South team that beat you guys early in the year. What does this do for your team's confidence? Boosts a lot. You uh, have one more game against Meigs County uh, on uh, Thursday, I believe, here at Lady Viking Park. Uh, what do you want to do to keep that momentum going? Obviously, you want to get a win. Uh, that has to be the mindset as you've now locked up uh, the number one seed in sectional play. Uh, just go in there with a good attitude and knowing that we can play with just about anyone. Sydney, congratulations on a big night. You also were the winning pitcher on the night your coach recorded his 300th victory. That has to be a pretty cool feeling, too. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Sid, thanks for being with me. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. On Monday, the Lady Vikings secured the number one seed for their upcoming sectional tournament. They did that by defeating Parkersburg South 8 to nothing. For head coach Kenny Swisher, it was a milestone victory. Coach, congratulations on a big win tonight over Parkersburg South to secure the number one seed in sectional play next week. Yes, uh, that's a great win. Uh, I want to invite everybody to come out on Tuesday and, and uh, see us play here at 6 o'clock. And uh, doesn't matter who it is, the uh, girls will be ready to go. Coach, tell me about your junior, Sydney Varney. She threw an absolute gem out there, three-hitter, one walk, shutout, uh, a really big high school, and a very talented lineup in Parkersburg South. Well, she's, uh, you know, like you said, she's a junior, and she's just now getting control of her change-ups, and uh, she really kept them off balance. And, you know, I, I don't think they hit but maybe one or two balls out of the infield. Yeah. So that was great, a great exposure and, and great uh, performance on her part. But your lineup's uh, really starting to come into to its own as well. There's someone in there in that two spot that shares the same name as you that's uh, really been swinging the bat well. Cassidy's been swinging the bat well. Mac, very aggressive there at the top of that order. Uh, you have to feel very comfortable to start a game off when you got one, two, three, four that are hitting the ball the way they are. Yeah, the uh, top three there are probably some of the best I've ever coached. Uh, they don't strike out. They're going to make you make a play. And if you play uh, short on them, they'll hit it past you. If you play back, they'll bun it down. And, and th- it's, been, uh, it's been a joy through last year coaching them too because they were extremely good then. And it, it, uh, the four spot we've been filling, what girl used to bat our A spot, and now she's batting in the four spot, and she's just come a long way. Jenna Farrell, what a, what a treat, I tell you. I'm just pleased with her center fielder. She runs things down, keeps it under control, and uh, uh, just a great kid. Coach, now that you've locked up what matters, the regular season winding down this week, you play Megs here on Thursday. Wins and losses don't really matter now. You know what you got next week. What do you want to see out of your team the rest of the way in this regular season? Well, we've had to move uh, some people around because of the, uh, an injury, and uh, I want to just see some more exposure for them to make sure that we're playing the right people in the right spots and uh, talk to them about uh, how they cover certain things because anytime you move kids around, they don't feel comfortable. And so if we can get a couple more games under our belt, which you know we, we will this week, it looks like it, and uh, that will help us greatly going in next week. Coach, finally. Win number 300 as a Lady Viking skipper. I know that means a lot to you. What an accomplishment. Congratulations to you. Hey, Al, thank you. I didn't really know those things were coming about. It, it just seemed like I got past 200 just a few days ago. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you, when you get to this point, you just uh, – 
hope your team gets better as the season goes on and you don't count wins and losses. You just if they improve and you feel like you have a run at the the big the big cake. So we uh, we hope we can get there. Coach, we're hoping so too. Best of luck to you the rest of the way, and we'll see you Thursday. All right, thank you, Brian. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.